0: Now, let's get to this week's episode. Good afternoon, everyone, and good morning for those of you joining us from the West Coast. I am joined by Dr. Brett Wells with Dental HQ. I am Dr. Tarun Agarwal with uh, Raleigh Dental Arts and 3D Dentists. And we want to welcome you to the Big Dip webinar. Uh, And today, we are going to have a conversation about an impending significant issue that may be going on in our practices. We're going to have a guest uh, session with our friends at Dental Intel and our good friend Sandy Pardue to talk about what specifically you can do about this. But before we get going, I want to remind you that if you have questions, please use the question tab over to your right side of the screen to submit your questions and there's also a chat tab there where we would love for you to tell us who you are, where you're from, how you're doing, what's going on in your practice, what you're worried about, what you've been doing so that everybody else can see that, and just a little shout out so that we know that you're actually listening to us because, you know, I don't want to be doing this to myself, I don't think, <laughs> Brett.
1: So, Brett, what's up? Yeah, I mean, a um, uh, c- couple of things to talk about. So, uh, we did uh, talk with Dental Intel as well, Sandy Part I think it was last week or the week, yeah. uh, week before, and we kind of took all that information and distilled it down into some uh, very highly valuable information in these uh, kind of recordings. Uh, T-Bone and I will be here with you live. We're going to be answering questions, so if you have any, shoot them off to us. If there's anything we can't answer, we will get them to the people who need to answer them, and we will get back You'll to you. You'll
0: do that. I'll just make up yeah. the answer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as good at that as you are. So we're gonna have to send it off to the right people for me. But um, we will get your questions answered. T-Bone and I have a lot of experience with running practices between the two of us. We've got a lot of experience. So uh, we, 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 and I've already started solving this problem in my practice. uh, So we'll talk a little bit about that. So Brett, Um, what's the gist of the problem? So, essentially, we were shut down for eight weeks. Some people were shut down for 12 weeks or even more. Some people might still be shut down. I don't know. But uh, when we opened back up, the first thing I said to myself was, oh, geez, we got a big problem because we're a big uh, we focus a lot on pre-appointments and making sure our hygiene patients leave with an appointment before they they walk out the door. And I said, we had eight weeks where we didn't see any hygiene patients. We're going to have a big problem in a few months when it comes time for their recalls because we're going to have a wide open schedule. Well, then like all of us, we get slammed busy. Uh, we have the, you know, for us, some of the biggest months we've ever had. And I just forgot about it. Right. And then probably a month and a half ago, we're in one of our director meetings. And I look at the schedule for into September, October, November, and my jaw hit the ground. It was like a barren desert of nothingness. And I had a mini panic attack and I went home and I thought through the process. I wrote a paper for inside dentistry on how we were going to solve it. Uh, you can find it. Um, it was put up there a couple weeks ago. Um, and then we put together, I got with my good friend T bone. We put together this webinar series to help our colleagues solve it. And then we're all in this together. It's, you know, we'll get through it and we've got some great information to help you get through it. And uh, yeah, that's where we're at.
0: Well, what's important to me is that this is a revolving problem. So in other words, if we don't you know I, I don't want to say we're going to 100 percent solve it in uh, October and November this year, but we need to minimize the, the, the damage to us, but it's a revolving problem because then it's just going to show up again in March and April of next year, because every six months we're so, such a reliant business on repeat business uh, so that we have to we have to figure this out, and, uh, and yeah. I know it's possible, and we just uh, here's what I've known for my whole career is whatever we put attention to, we solve.
1: Yeah. Okay? Well, well, that's the beauty of this problem. We didn't know the COVID shutdown was going to happen for right. 8, 10, 12 weeks. We had no idea that was, I mean, we thought maybe a week or two or not at all. And then, boom, we're shut down. Well, this one, we can prepare for right. You know, it's still a few weeks away. If you have a game plan, you can really mitigate a lot of the problems. So uh, we're so glad you guys are here with us to learn about some of those solutions.
0: Well, on that note, why don't we go ahead and talk with Dental Intel? And let's talk more details about the problem, some of the statistics and the trends behind the problem with a few suggestions on what we can do to fix that problem. So if we don't mind, let's go ahead and switch over to our good friends at Dental Intel. All right. All right, welcome back, everybody. And as you kind of just heard Brett and I talk about, we're talking about uh, the dip that's coming. In other words, and it's a big issue because not only is it a lack of patient flow, it's a lack of hygiene production, which then leads to doctor production. And more importantly, is it's this never-ending cycle. Every six months, we're going to deal with this if we don't start getting it managed. Okay. And in a perfect world, we want to get it all taken care of right away. But the reality is we probably won't get it all taken care of. But if we can get 50, 60% of it taken care of, it probably won't exist six months from then because new patient flow and normal reactivation strategies will take care of it. Uh, so what Brett and I wanted to do, we wanted to invite our friends from Dental Intel on, uh, and we want to talk about the data. Because some of us don't believe it, some of us haven't looked at it, and the data, the numbers, math doesn't lie, the numbers always tell a story, and who better to tell the story about numbers in dentistry than Dental Intel? So Brett, I'll let you introduce our friend uh, from Dental Intel, and we'll kind of get going from there.
1: Absolutely, and I've been a client of Dental Intel's for, I don't know, two years now, uh, at all four of my locations. It is invaluable for us, Um, and this is a problem that I had thought about back when we first opened. And then it's interesting because about a month ago, I had a meeting and and I remembered it and I opened up our schedule and I was like, oh my God, I was so focused on how busy we were and just getting, uh, you know, our team rehired and that. And kind of coincidentally, I saw Steve, your webinar that you guys were doing at Dental Intel kind of like really highlighting the problem. And I was like, okay, this is not in my head. Like this is a real problem. So Steve uh, Jensen's here from Dental Intel and, and they work with over 8,000 dentists in the country. And so they have data. You know, they have data, so they have the real, real uh, what's going on out there. And so he's going to talk about, why don't we start with just like explaining, I kind of coined it the big dip, but uh, you guys might have your own word for it. So why don't you just explain the problem and what you're seeing
2: with the data? Yeah, thanks for having me. And, and I think you guys outlined it really well. And the big dip is a great name for it, Brett. Um, <laughs> I'll Go ahead and share and show everyone what we're looking at. What we've got here in 2019... Whoa. It was super steady, just as you would expect. It was a nice, flat, straight line. What we're looking at, by the way, is our scheduled hygiene production. And normally, there's no big changes. In fact, it's, it's been so constant that we really haven't had a reason to even look at it as a company. We're constantly looking for trends in the industry where we can make suggestions for improvement, etc. And this is just not one that was uh, a big need to look at. However, when you look at 2020, all of a sudden, we hit this massive roller coaster in what's going on with our hygiene schedules. The first reason why we have a big drop, as everyone knows, is because we didn't see hygiene patients for a good chunk of time right when COVID hit, late March, April, and even into May for a lot of practices.
1: Well, I guess some people were. I mean, well, I thought everybody was closed, but I guess about...
2: By the way, this is scheduled production. So, Brett, that's a good thing to point out. Some people didn't (laughs) clear their schedule, so they left people on the schedule. Uh, And so it still looked like there was scheduled production. But if I showed you the completed graph, it goes down to zero. There's nothing completed in hygiene. Gotcha. And then six months later, however, we also have the same problem. Because we didn't see patients here, we didn't reappoint anyone here. And so we have an almost identical drop-off. Now, if you look on the bottom, it's got the dates. And July, August, just like you guys were saying, we are busier than ever. We took a bunch of the patients that we missed in in March and April, and we're trying to do all we can to see them now. And because of that, we're super busy. However, we do have at the end of this month, especially October, is when you see it begins to hit rock bottom. So we've got this big task in front of us that most practices are blind to, or if they're aware of it, They're not sure what to do about it. And I think that gives us some good context for what we ought to talk about today.
0: Stay with us.
2: We'll be right back.
0: Hey there, podcast family. T-Bone here to talk about the 3D Dentist Digital Implant Continuum. Are you ready to start placing dental implants but feeling a bit hesitant and or overwhelmed? I know that feeling. I've been there. Let's change that together. Imagine not just learning about dental implants in a classroom, but actually performing surgeries on real patients, right here in North Carolina, guided every step of the way by our expert 3D mentors. This is dental implant learning at its best, using techniques that are safe, predictable, and confidence-boosting. They're exactly what I use in my own practice, so you know they work. Our course goes beyond clinical skills. We prepare you to successfully integrate high-demand implant services into your practice, transforming your career by attracting new patients and elevating your practice. And it doesn't end with the course. Completing our program is just the beginning of a new journey. You'll be a part of a community of confident, skilled dentists with ongoing support to ensure lasting success and growth. After all, this is about mastering a skill that can transform your career, just like it did for me. So are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Visit www.3d-dentist.com. Check out our upcoming sessions and join us to revolutionize your practice. 3D Dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances, and future. Now let's get back to this week's episode.
1: So when do you, I know in my practice, September 21st. I mean, that's, September 25th. that's the day for me when yes. <laughs> life I'm be, I'm changes. Better, I'm better
0: than you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you got a few days. I got I to gotta hurry up a little more than you do. But um, did, is that what you're seeing? Is that about the week when you're seeing across the country that it really starts to tank for most that's of us? Exactly
2: right. It matches up perfectly with when COVID hit, right? COVID hit the very end of March when we yeah. shut down hygiene and that drop begins that very last week in September. Yeah, yeah it hits its rock bottom right in right in mid to the third week in October is when it hits the the, the all time low. Yeah, wow, wow.
1: It's it's an intimidating problem, but luckily through this webinar series we've got some awesome information to help Dennis kind of mitigate it.
0: Yeah, you know the first step is you got to be aware of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the second step is you got to have multiple different avenues to overcome the challenge. One option is to fill the schedule. Another option is to overcome the revenue challenge by either doing more procedures or by doing different dentistry on other patients. But, but that doesn't fix what I keep coming back to, the, the six-month cycle that, we, that we've got to get the hygiene full at some point in time. Yeah. And, and so, you know, really kind of where does dental intel help with this? So, you know, what, what are we going to be able to do now that we see the data? Because you guys are collecting it on 8,000 offices, even though I'm just one and you're four, but the numbers don't lie. And so the question I have is, is, what do I do? I mean, what, what, do, you guys, what do you guys suggest we do?
2: Now, that, that, that's a phenomenal question. So, I mean, I think, and, and Brett wrote a phenomenal article if you guys haven't read it, um, where he goes over some of the thoughts on different strategies you can use to fill up the schedule. Now, Tarun, I think you started in a, in a great place, suggesting the first thing you need to do is become aware as a practice owner or a team member on what the problem looks like for your practice individually um what i showed was the data for the whole industry but that doesn't necessarily mean that's what your practice looks like so let me show you guys i've got kind of some just like logical kind of action items really quick i think people ought to consider so first <clears throat> i think everybody ought to go just like you did to and just like you did Brett, go and look at your schedule look in september look at october look at november and count up how many visits you have to get an idea of what things look like and then compare that to the average number of visits you have in practice you'll see step number one on average how many patients do you see in a single doctor two hygienist number 250 is pretty common um so in those three months october november december your target for total visits scheduled is going to be about 750 maybe a little above that with some cancellations no-shows that you would anticipate
1: oh that's just one month right so we've got times two. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> I just, we, I just doubled your problem. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, next, obviously you need to identify how many you have scheduled, just like I said, and for a lot of practices, I'm seeing, they have about 350 between those three months. And so they're around 400 shy. And these are just kind of average numbers of a, uh, of a pretty relatable practice.
0: Now, real and- quick, Steve, where do I get this number of how many I have scheduled? Do I need to go through my, my practice management system and literally count day by day?
2: Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not – now, you guys are using dental intel, so it's super easy. Um, but otherwise, honestly, that's the best way that you're going to be able to do it. You have to click through the schedule and just look at all your openings and count the openings in your hygiene schedule.
1: Okay. I mean, 350 seems pretty good. I look at mine, and it is like – I don't know. It's like the Sahara Desert on the hygiene yeah. schedule. I've got like one or – I've got maybe my biggest practice, where I have four columns of hygiene. I've got like two or three patients, hygiene patients on those
2: days. For the
0: whole day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's,
2: And something I'll mention, Brett, I've noticed, as practices get larger, so as we have additional operatories, providers, and hygienists, this problem becomes compounded for them. So great job for growing a large practice, but also that that represents a bigger ticket. Stressful. Uh, Yeah, the smaller practices have, for whatever reason, been able to fare a little bit better with the total number of people scheduled. Yeah. Now, um, one thing I will mention, and Tarun, I think you were kind of getting at this, if someone wants to, to see exactly how many patients they have scheduled, and how big this number is for them without having to count every single one of the openings in the hygiene operatory. Mm-hmm. Um, if you connect with our team at Dental Intel, we'll do that totally free for you guys. So we call it a practice analysis. We jump on, we do a, a HIPAA secure sync with, us, with, with your practices, practice management software. So EagleSoft, Dentrix, Open Dental. And uh, it, it takes just a few minutes and we'll run a report for you and show you exactly where you're at. And that, that's totally free. There's no like if, ands or buts, no, uh, no hooks to that one. Uh, we love showing people how they're performing and then if you wanna want engage with us, for sure engage with us, but otherwise we'll show you that type of stuff for free. Great. And then once you understand how big um, that problem is for your practice specifically, that's when you rally around with your team and you put that number up everywhere and you decide, hey, how are we gonna tackle this thing? And come up with a strategy that everyone's on board with in the practice
1: is this affecting everyone evenly? Like, you know, uh, are, are you, uh, different parts of the country, I guess different types of dentists, is, are you seeing just uniform, just slam down uh, during the big dip? Or, or, is, it's, or is...
2: the, the big dip is pretty uniform across the country. Where there are variations is how quickly people were able to get back into the practice and bring hygiene in. So as you guys know, from state to state, there were variations on how quickly they were able to bring hygiene back in and to what volume they were able to see. The so states that were hit hard, like uh, New York, um, you'll see that their, their number of hygiene visits goes where it's low, goes even into January, where other oh. states like- Some of
0: uh, mid-June.
2: Wow. Yeah, yeah some yeah. places
0: with mid-June.
1: I guess we're lucky here in North
0: Carolina. Yeah, not bad. Yeah. All right, so now, okay, so now, you know, I look at it this way, okay, is, so I've got a shortage of patients, And in hygiene, ultimately, we're going to fill it with three types of patients, okay? We're going to fill it with regular recall, we're going to fill it with perio patients, or we're going to fill it with new patients, Mm -hmm. okay? So we can talk about new patients and, you know, one strategy for offices to think about, and I don't think we're really diving into that, is a new patient acquisition strategy. And that's probably where you should talk about uh, in in the later segment, talking about a membership plan to make it easier for patients to become members. Are people that lost jobs? How we can help them? Those that have lost insurances and things. So, but but really, I think the bulk of it's going to come from reactivation. And later, we're going to have Sandy Parter who talk about specific steps that we want to reactivate. But well, what I'd like to see Steven show us is, is how does dental Intel, because again, I'll come back to what I believe is the problem. The problem is how do you get team members to do this? How do you keep it organized? Mm-hmm. I hate running the report. And every time you run the report, you feel like you call us you call the same 10 people at the top and you just, oh. the, the patient's like, you just keep calling me over and over <laughs> again. And so one of the things we've seen with dental Intel is our ability to have a a, a, a dynamic recall list where we can make notes. So that way, if we have multiple people, you know, remember we have one person in charge, but they employ multiple people to do this yeah. so that they can see, the team can see what's going on. So Stephen, kind of dive into that for us.
2: Man, and and it's, it's cool you bring that up to him because honestly, most of the technology I've been t- highlighting has been with the online scheduling piece, but you're right. Mm-hmm. So we have, it's an automated follow up system that will automatically assign individuals in the front office or whoever you have doing these reactivation efforts, it will automatically assign the patients that are most likely to convert. So we're looking at a bunch of different data points, like have they held their appointments in the past? Do they pay their bills? Do they say yes when we diagnose treatment? Because those patients have way higher intent with the practice. So when we call them, they're more likely to schedule. So from that tune of things, we're helping the front office be way more efficient in their follow-ups and then on top of that, because it's automated, we know who gets followed up with and when so that we're not hounding the same 10 patients over and over and over again, like you said, Tarun. So yeah. that alone, in this beginning phase, as we're trying to figure out how our teams can become more efficient, is going to be super helpful and create a much better idea of who's getting scheduled and, and how quickly we're able to get people scheduled. Um, That's great.
0: Yeah. So, you know, as we think, look, so again, I'm always thinking about this step-by-step simplicity. Yeah. We got we to realize there's a problem. Mm-hmm. We got to get specific about what the problem is in our practice. We got to we gotta have, ultimately, I'm just telling you, there's three ways to fill the problem yeah. with uh, regular recalls, uh, periodontal patients, and our new patients. Yeah. And our focus right now for the purpose of this webinar uh, is, is recall patients. And then we got to have a way for our team to do it, yeah. okay? And we got to have a way to do it in a bite-sized chunk so it's not terribly overwhelming, yeah. okay? And you got to have a way, and ultimately if we're trying to contact 1,000, 1,200, how many other patients, You know, I can't just give one person a list of 1,000, know, between our three front office people, in your case between four offices, maybe 10 to 12 front office people, you know, we want to divide it up yeah. so that they can have it. And then for us as an owner, it's a very easy way to, be a, to know accountability that the team is doing it. But then now we're starting to make phone calls. Mm-hmm. We're starting to send the postcards as Sandy's gonna talk about later. And we're starting to do automatic email and text confirmations through the various platforms that exist. But now to me, I can already hear one of my team, what are we gonna do when they all call and we can't answer the phones? Yeah. <laughs> and, and so really what happens is is we have to understand that the consumer mindset now is how can you make it easy? I want to, I want, yeah, I got your call. I didn't answer. I was at work. I got your voicemail. It's six o'clock at night. Uh, now I'm going to call your office. If, if I call your office, well, some of your offices at six o'clock at night, what's going to happen to me?
1: Well, I mean, we're a little different because we're yeah. up until seven. As okay. you know, when you so call, I'm going to call you at 7 30. I, I would
0: call your office at eight o'clock at night. What's going to happen?
1: Well, we do have an overflow call answering center, yeah. but if you call it like nine, yeah, I mean, yeah. it would get it a would voicemail. And a
0: yeah. good voicemail, right? Yeah. So now this patient's going to pay this whole thing, and more than likely, the patient's going to make one attempt yeah, and then quit. So one of the things that we're using, you're using, we encourage people to use is some method of online Connection. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Now, in a perfect world, it's totally automated, it's done for you. Yeah. But at a minimum, there needs to be a contact form with a date, a time range, the, the type of appointment somebody's looking for, so that you can kind of create that conversation, but automated is better. So, Steven, I'll set you up here. Talk to us about how local med uh yeah. can help with this. So
2: no, I, I think you position that really well as As we identified the problem as a company, one of our first thoughts was, well, of course, we just send people more through our online traffic, but you brought up one of the concerns. So for sure, at a minimum, you wanna have an appointment request button. But one of the issues you're gonna run into there is that when someone makes a request and a point button, uh, when someone makes a request through that, it increases the number of inbound and outbound phone calls that the front office team has to make. And right now, we, from the practices I'm talking with, are, are busier than ever on the phones. And because they're doing all these additional things in the front office uh, to check people in, to bring them in remotely from outside, texting, calling, they don't have as much bandwidth as they did previously to be making phone calls and things. So we run into some issues with team member bandwidth there where we realized we had two technologies as the company that we hadn't fused yet. And we felt it was super important to recognize this problem to fuse them together to make it as easy as possible for practices to get people scheduled. So this actually was not on our product horizon for another uh, six to twelve months, but we we uh, put on the the, the afterburners to get going. So here's what we've done, and in fact, I'll kind of show you guys so visually you can see what I'm what I'm going to share. So inside of Dental Intel. We have this application called Patient Finder, and it's literally as simple as that sounds. It finds the patients you want to fill your schedule. And what we've done first is we went and created an automated list that identifies all the patients that you have in your practice that are due for hygiene, that are candidates to fill the schedule this fall. Okay, so when you click on that list, it will show you all those patients. Now, the second thing that we added was this new little button here that says send message. That didn't exist before. We acquired LocalMed, an online scheduling company, uh, a little over a year ago, with the intention to begin doing stuff like this, to begin automating some of these processes. So now what happens, if I take these 301 hygiene patients and I click send message, what we've made happen now is a text and an email is going to be sent to that patient, inviting them to schedule. And it's gonna have a link on there. And this link is not an appointment request, what it is, is it's a it's a widget that will walk them through scheduling. It will show them opening times in the hygiene schedule based completely off the customizable rules that you set up as a practice. So you have full control over what they see and what they don't see. We don't want patients going in the wrong places. And then when they schedule, it writes it directly into Dentrix, EagleSoft, Open Dental, the exact same way that someone in the front office would, and it confirms the appointment. Now what's Super incredible. This is, it takes like two seconds. So, I've been working with a bunch of practices over the last month now, having them send out these messages. And you'll notice we sent a bunch here. Uh, this was last week. And literally within, within um, an hour, uh, this practice had 42 patients get scheduled of sending a message. Wow. Um, they said, I was blown away with how well this works. I sent a bulk text to the past due patient list. And within an hour, 42 patients had already scheduled. There's nothing I've ever seen that works as well as this does. And so the the, the concept here is we wanted to figure out a way that we could begin getting people scheduled without adding additional um, burden or additional need or bandwidth onto our front office team. And so this will be a huge way to supplement their efforts. By no means do I think that I can just start start sending out texts and emails and that'll be good enough. So no front office team members, don't get any ideas. You're still going to to make outbound phone calls. We need that human touch. But there are a lot of people that are just low-hanging fruit where if they get a text or an email to schedule, they are going to act on that. And it's going to free up a lot of extra time for the front office team to focus on what matters most. And so for sure, in my mind, I strongly suggest that practices begin implementing this uh selfishly it works out well that we own a technology but the honest truth is even if i didn't own the technology i would be telling people this is an incredibly efficient solution you really ought to consider implementing in the practice right now with this big problem that's ahead of us
3: stay with us
1: we'll be right back
0: hello podcast family t-bone here bringing you our newest live patient implant training full arch express For dentists already placing implants and ready to level up and continue building their implant practice, this is the golden ticket. We're diving deep into full arch implants, the hottest game changer in implant dentistry. In this program, we tackle both overdentures and all annex fixed hybrids, mastering techniques that are essential for modern, comprehensive dental care. It's about getting your hands on the tools and techniques that will replace the doubt and fear with confidence and predictability. Here's the kicker. There's live patient training right here in North Carolina. You're not just learning theories. You're in the operatory doing real work on real patient from start to finish, guided one-on-one by our expert 3D mentors. You'll learn the nuances of each approach, ensuring you can cater to a wide range of patients to maximize revenue. Speaking of revenue, with me, you know it's not just about the clinical skills. We're bringing business into this aspect, too teaching you how to integrate these advanced services profitably into your practice. So are you ready to rise up to the top in implant dentistry? Join us at the Full Arch Express. This isn't just another course, it's a career-defining leap. Head to www.3d-dentist.com to enroll in our next session. 3D dentist is truly committed to helping dentists take control of their practice, finances and future now back to this week's episode. All right. I want to thank Steve from Dental Intel for providing the data and then some solution points. And I just want to kind of quickly recap that, Brett. Uh, On my end, what I'll I'll look at is, is ultimately one of the things that I've learned through COVID and the changes that we're seeing is that we have to meet our patients in a new way. And what I mean by that is website chat, online scheduling, Uh, uh, SMS uh, text message communications that we have to we have to meet our patients that way because uh, we're living in a world where that's become more normal yeah and uh, so whether it's local med or other technologies that are available we have to you know slowly provide uh, that service for our patients.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when this all came about, uh, chatting with T-Bone, we, we wanted to start by describing the problem. So, uh, we got Steven on from, uh, Dental Intel because T-Bone and I both use Dental Intel. This isn't a, a pitch for them. It's just who we use to get our yeah. analytics. Um, I use Open Dental and the reports are okay, but they're nothing like what Dental Intel gives me. So we called them and, you know, he, he, they had a great presentation on the problem. So, uh, we chatted about it and, and, and I think it was great. Um, you know, he talked about, the, the text solution, the dental Intel solution, which is a phenomenal solution that I hadn't even realized that you could connect your online appointment scheduling to a text. Right. And that is just beautiful, but this is not a problem you're going to solve with one Avenue. So you've got to have multiple different approaches and we're going to talk about that through this webinar, Um, One of them, a super powerful one you just heard about. So another one that you're going to hear about that I've tried recently, I can tell you my results after this next part, um, is what Sandy Pardue is going to talk through, which is continuing the reactivation. Because the reactivation is going to be the biggest part of solving this problem. We all have hundreds, if not thousands of patients that are just sitting there. Past due, needing to come in. How do we get them in without overwhelming our front desk and and solving this yeah. problem? So.
0: so kind of uh, to kind of put a bow on that is. Um one, we recognize the problem. So you got to look into your software, whether you manually count uh, how many appointments that you have already on the books and how many you're short, or whether you use a software like Dental Intel that will automatically do that for you. And then you got to communicate with your patients, okay? And you got to have a list for your team members to work from, to work on the calling and everything. And, th- and they make that pretty easy for you. And then the other part of that is you got to meet patients where they're at, whether that's through SMS, whether that's through website chat, whether that's through online schedule. You got to have those ways of connecting with your patient. And as Brett mentioned, when we bring Sandy on, we're going to talk specifically about patient reactivation. And we're going to get down and, you know, into the details about what Sandy recommends for patient reactivation. And now we're talking, when I say patient reactivation, we're talking about patients that have been in your practice, but are no longer on track for their recall visits. And, And to me, Working reactivation is a much more fruitful option than looking at new patients, because these are patients that have already experienced your office that have been to your office and life has probably just gotten in the way that's kept them go- from uh, coming back. So uh, to me, that's really what's important. So
1: yeah 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 and and that's why we focused this webinar really around the problem and then reactivation because those are the biggest two pieces and then the next webinar we'll talk a little bit about the end will be on the other solutions yeah and on
0: that so don't make make sure you you'll automatically receive an invite uh but we'll be back uh we're going to continue today but when we have we have a second part of the webinar on friday Uh, September the 11th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So go ahead and mark that in your calendars. Uh, But let's go ahead and move on to Sandy Pardue and uh, continue our conversation on patient reactivation. All right, everybody. Listen, we've been talking about the big dip that's coming. Uh, and uh, we want to continue to talk about it. And as we talked about in the last segment, is that the main way that we can kind of avoid this and kind of proactively deal with this is to focus on recall. In other words, all those patients that we haven't seen that have been practiced patients of ours over the last year, two years, whatever it may be, how we can go back and oftentimes one of the challenges is is that you call these people but there's nowhere to put them. And then you keep putting them out and people that haven't come for a while or they just They're like, well, call me when you can see me tomorrow or something like that. So now we have that opportunity coming. So I thought of no one better to talk about this than my good friend Sandy Pardue with Classic Practice
3: Resources down in Louisiana. Sandy, how are you doing? Hi, Tarun. I'm doing fantastic and having a lot of fun reactivating patients. That's what it's all about right now. Well, it's more important now
0: uh, or it will be more important. And, Brett, you know, uh, for you, uh, dealing with four offices in this, it's a probably a bigger deal to you than it is to me.
1: Well, we, you know, I, I did the math. We have about 1,000 appointments to get scheduled in that eight-week period, you know, from September 21st uh, to the week Between 21st. all four offices. Yeah.
0: So probably about 250 to 300. And that's probably the math on most offices then, correct? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, one hour uh, – per hygiene appointment times eight a day yeah. times two hygienists at 16 a day for eight weeks. Right. You know, so it's pretty quick math and it adds up quick and it's pretty intimidating when you're looking now at a, at a wide open empty schedule. So um, I'm super excited to have Sandy on here to kind of help us uh, explain how to really proactively and easily reactivate patients. Cause I know my team doesn't enjoy doing it and I have to really kind of constantly push them to do it, but it's never been more important than through this big dip to be reactivating yeah. patients. So. And,
0: I, and And I want to remind dentists, the reason hygiene reactivation is so important is that 70% of your dentistry comes from the hygiene department. So if you're not seeing patients in hygiene your restorative schedule is gonna suffer. And most of us aren't in a position where we're living off enough big cases to where we can have a complete deterioration of our restorative schedule. So Sandy, why don't you talk to us about reactivation? What do we got to do? Where's the start? And as Brett says, most of us don't like doing
3: it. So, you know, we need, we need some right. help. Right, and then here we are, we're right, we're right, getting close to what, September?
2: It's like people are
3: always talking about September. And so, to me, this is perfect timing because it goes together. But, those of you that are listening, thinking about September, first off, I want you to think about something. I want you to first look at your retention in your practice. Uh, That is something that we see declining. I think a a lot of automation is to blame for that. I think you need automation. You must have it. You must be able to text and email. But I think that what I've seen over the last seven or eight years is a huge decline where we saw retention at 60 and 70%. We're seeing those rates a lot lower now. So you start with that.
0: So what you're saying, Sandy, for those listening is this is a a problem that has been slowly getting worse over the years. But- the chronication has made it drastically worse. So the skills that you're gonna show us and teach us will certainly immediately help for what we're dealing with now for the next eight to 12 weeks. But if we carry
3: those forward beyond that, we'll see some benefits to that as well. Absolutely, and, and actually every practice should be doing a reactivation project every single January. Every January, it should be part of their protocols. It's just like after the first of the year, we're going to start. That is absolutely the best month to do it. But I want to just kind of people to think about the missed opportunities that they already have in their practice. And they have had them not just now because of coronavirus and then September, but always. And if you don't believe me, go to your software right now and take a look and see how many people need to come in for real, go back three years and look at unscheduled treatment, it will blow your mind. Most practices have 800,000 to a million in unscheduled treatment. Okay. And a lot of them, most listeners are going to have 800 to a thousand people at hygiene appointment or more right now today. So with that in mind, there's plenty of patients. And then on top of that, you know, it's it's, retention is so important. You have 2 million people changing dentists every month in the United States. If you take it, if you just look at the number of dentists and say every, everyone gets 10 or 12 new patients a month, which most get more, what does that average out to? So you got a lot going on in practices. So now is the time to fix it all. So I first started with reactivating patients about 25 years ago. And I came up with a project. So you want me to just to dive into yeah, it now? Yeah, let's go,
0: with, go no. into it.
3: Okay. Let's get okay, into the so, nitty gritty. So what we know, what we know for sure is that when you have abundance of anything in life, it things are good, right? Like an abundance of money, an abundance of patience. So abundance is a good thing. And most practices, they have it there and they just don't go after it. So they're... They're sending emails, you got the automation, which believe me, you have to have those services. But what's happened now are people are just relying on that. So if I go into a practice and say, show me your recall process, they can't produce it. They can't, nobody knows what they do every month. They don't even know what the third party is doing. So what we have found is that you have to mix up your communication. So you need to send some emails, which is the least effective. I saw something where Henry Schein said they're 15% effective and text 45% effective. And you need to call. But if you have people on the phone that they're not good on the phone, you're bugging the patients, right? I hear team members tell me that all the time. And you need to go back and you need to do something very old fashioned. And you need to, that's, that's physical cards. Now you might be thinking, really, you're going to, you want me to mail a card to patients? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to share a project with you that's going to get back nine to 19% of your patients that are due without a phone call. All
0: right, real quick, okay, Sandy, I want, I want to interrupt for a second, okay? So what, Brett, what I heard Brett say was that most of us need about 250 appointments. Mm-hmm. What I heard Sandy say was that on average, most of us about about 1,000 patients that are overdue. And now Sandy's telling me that between 10 and 29 and 19, basically 10 and 20 percent effective rate. So if we do this project on our thousand patients, we're going to get between 100 to 200 patients right there, which should, in theory, take care of the problem.
1: Right, yeah. So, so uh, the most cost-effective and effective way to solve the problem is going to be through reactivation. All right. Yeah All
3: right, we'll let you continue right. to go, Sandy. Okay, so what I have found is that what I did is we had a a sister company, a crown remover, Medelift crown and bridge removal system. So we would send postcards before all the dental meetings that we'd go to. And we started testing colors. Okay, so what color worked best? Was it white, pink, light, yellow, goldenrod, blue? You know, we tried all these colors. And so we found a color that got the dentist to the booth. So then we came up with this reactivation project in the consulting side. And we said, "Okay, in practices around the country, let's try colors. Well, guess what? The same ugly green color worked. It's that uh, it's that highlighter green color. So that color that got the best responses. We came up with a card with a special message more or less educates the patient about what will happen if you continue to put off the treatment. The first sentence is, we miss seeing you in our practice. And we, we realized that we'd send out these cards, that it worked best if we sent them three months in a row, one, two, three. And that we had to include something very important that an email or a text or a phone call would never get. And that is the new address if they moved. This project will tell you who died, who moved, and who changed names. So it's cleaning up your central files, which is very important. You know, you can update. So if you put return service requested underneath your return address, you will now get the patient's new address. Okay, that's the only way you're going to get it. So now you assign somebody to this project. In your office, which, by the way, one huge problem and a reason that practices really struggled and have no predictability is because they failed to crown someone the scheduling queen or king. They failed to do that. OK, so you need to do that. You need someone in charge. You can't just have everybody working on it. Some they, are, they can work on it, but somebody needs to oversee it. So that's step one. Someone oversees your recall. Now, step two. Find out how many people are past due and go back three years. Most third-party squares, stop communicating with your patients after 12 to 18 months. You need to check what is yours. When do they stop communicating with your patients? 12 to 18 months. Well, my goodness, those are the people that need to get in. Those are the people that are going to get doctor busy. They have been putting off the treatment. And it's very real when you look at retention at 40 and 50% in a lot of practices. And then people changing dentists all the time. You know, you look at all these people changing dentists. So don't write your people off as long as blood is flowing through their veins and they have teeth in their mouth, okay? That is something you need to teach your team. Don't inactivate patients, all right? So now we're gonna get a good list, right? With that viewpoint, because a lot of team members will pull that report and go, oh, he hadn't been here in a year. We're gonna inactivate him, or 18 months. No, 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 you cannot have that viewpoint. Consider them patients until they call and say, I'm never coming back. Or you're reading the newspaper that they passed away. Now, what you'll do next is you're going to find a printer. Now you want to find the card. So I have the name of someone local in Baton Rouge called Go Printing. He's got that color card on the perforated uh, pages and a lot of team members, they don't know how to run recall cards in their software. We'll learn, call the software company and find out, you know, how do we print these cards? So what we recommend is making one side, maybe a picture of the dental team or your sign or a copy of your business card on one side or a picture of the, your office. So that way the patient gets it out of the mailbox. They recognize it, Right. And then on the other side, you're going to put your return address, return service requested, and a message and the patient's address. And your your computer software will print this information. The worst case scenario is you have to order the card with the message on one side and your practice name on the other. And you have to put a label for the address. So, but your software can do this. If you have Dentrix and Open Dental, you can do this. So, what you're doing here is sending these cards that are a special color with a special message three months in a row to the same group of people. So what you'll do is you'll pick a, a, a date, like, OK, a range, a date range, like you'll go back. Like here we are in August. So I would go all the way back until to January of 2020. But I'd go a I'd, date would be January of 2017 to 2020. And then that way you're going to get all those people who had a last visit date in that date range. That's what you're looking for. A last visit date in that three years. You're going to be shocked at how many people come up on this list. You're going to be shocked and they need a dentist. They all need a dentist. They know who you are. They know where you're located. Go for it. So get enough cards to do three mailings, three months in a row. The first mailing, you're going to get a ton back with new addresses. Well, that person in charge is going to immediately send it out. Boy, change the address update your software, send it out. You'll get some, it's the second mailing. You'll start to get more people calling for those appointments and even the third mailing, but don't, don't change the recipe. You're not going to get as the response, but I see this over and over. I was lecturing at the uh, American association of dental office managers and a girl raised her hand. When I started talking about this, she said, we got 25% of the people back and, I'm like, oh, great. OK, she must have followed exactly what I said. That's so that's funny. basically how it works. And, and you can start calling after the second time. But, you know, here's the problem, guys. You know, you might be saying sending cards. Really, Sandy? What, what are you doing now? Sending a text or an email or calling? Uh, yes, I want to schedule an appointment to come in. And they go, well, not right now. OK, bye. And you're, you get to where you're almost bugging them. So you have to change up your communication. You change but, it. I think the
0: thing that stuck out to me the most there, Brett, was I don't, the card thing doesn't bother me because we're, we're still doing cards in our office mm-hmm. uh, for, on, on reactivations. But what stuck out to me is what we're not doing is we're not sending to people three months in a row. We'll send a card once. Yeah. And then not do it again. And the truth is, is I I'm the, I'm the classic example of this. I don't check my mail and there are things where I like, I, I get something and I'll think about it and then I'll throw it away. And then I'm like, Oh, I need to get my gutters cleaned. Yeah. Who do, who's that person I call? Yeah. And, and then I'm like, I like, I hope they send me another card so I can call them again.
1: Yeah. I, it, repetition is key. And I love that you kind of identify, I mean, a lot of gold mines in that information. And I love that you identified kind of January as a time. All right, let's focus on it in January. Um, you know, with this COVID big mm-hmm. dip, it's kind of like, all right, you, you should be doing this every January, but, like, let's go ahead and do a, a practice run now because we got yeah. this big absolutely problem.
3: Absolutely, no, start now, start now. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and my, then after
1: that. Yeah. And my follow-up question kind of – and, and I'll walk through with everybody what I'm doing at my mm-hmm. practice to kind of solve this, and, and one thing we're doing is a little, a little different, but that gives me a great idea to kind of supplement this with is, is we, we've uh, typed up a nice letter uh, to all of our patient base, everybody, Uh, All of our patients who have been in the last three years that we're going to send out by snail mail um, with a coupon offer, a COVID comeback coupon offer of $100 uh, account credit for anyone who comes in for a a clean between September 21st and the week before uh, Thanksgiving, which is Mm -hmm. when our big dip Mm -hmm. happens. Um, and so what do you think about some sort of special incentive during this period just to kind of really do everything we can to get those, the schedule filled? I mean, it's almost like we're doing a startup, right?
0: Yeah. We're all in a startup phase. Yeah. Whether people realize, hopefully they realize it from the first segment. Yeah. But October and November are, you know, mine, September 25th, 26th through, uh, through mid November is, uh, is, is dead. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like a startup.
1: Yeah.
3: But then when you go pull a report to see how many are due and go back those three years, you, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I have another practice inside my practice.
1: So a leg up so, on start up. Yeah. yeah. We have the patience. Yeah. So
3: yeah. And so the, I think, you know, some practices may need to offer some sort of discount. I think I, I really think if you pull that report and see the opportunities there and mix up the communication, I think you might really be surprised about what can happen. You know, another thing that, that you need to be thinking about right now is communicating to people with unscheduled treatment. So with a fall insurance letter or card, I mean, it's a great time to do that aside from the reactivation. So you do both at the same time. So, you know, now is the time to do that. So um, send everybody, if they even, you know, typically people will say, oh, it's the use it or lose it letter. But what about the people sending them a fall letter without insurance, but they have unscheduled treatment. Go ahead and get that out. And that's very effective. So you yeah. see, the more you outflow the, in in any type of business, outflow, phone calls, text, email, that's what will determine what comes back. That's the only thing. So if you're, most pa- practices sit there and they process, okay, a patient, comes up, hi, they talk on the phone, they check out. And, and, you know, I ask them, what did you do today? That was beyond processing what's in front of you. And most of them are like, well, what do you mean? Well, did you like call someone that needs to come back? Uh, no. So that's what's missing. So when, when you have a system in place in your practice where every single day you do outflow and you track the outflow and put somebody in charge, you're going to have consistency in your practice.
1: I have one final question. It's a little bit off topic, but still very relevant to the big dip. And that is, so a lot of our patients, maybe they were in, had an appointment scheduled for March or April, and we canceled them, and they came in and maybe July or June for their first cleaning of the year. And a lot of them aren't on six-month uh, recalls with their insurances. They're on two, two per calendar year. And so they technically could have a second cleaning this year Absolutely. for free. What What's a good scripting or way to try to uh, – encourage those patients to maybe come in for extra cleaning, which might just be three months after their normal, their last clean, which we normally tell them six months. So what's a way to try to recapture them? Cause it's, it's only helpful in terms of oral health to, to get an extra right. prophylaxis in and if it's not going to cost them anything and, you know,
3: I think exactly what you said You call them and say, look, this is the year of COVID and uh, there's something that we can help you with. You know, because you're home and you're eating all those sweet no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you're, we you know, are. you just say it, you know, your, your insurance will cover two cleanings, so we'd like to get you in. Yeah, you know, most insurance companies and a lot of the majority is six months and a day, but yours is not, so let's get you in. It's a matter of being suggestive, and you know, that's another thing. Make sure your team members, when they're calling these people, that they're They're interested and upbeat and not barely say talk, you know, getting the words out of their mouth. Now, of course, they'll match the tone of the person. If the person on the other end is kind of like, uh, you know, like that, they're not gonna stay real upbeat. But you know, they have to be interested in getting that patient back. Sometimes their tone is more important than what they say. But I I recommend that you write it up and have it in front of your team members and let them practice role play. That's one of the best things you can do if you role play. Yeah. So they're comfortable. All right. So great.
0: Well, we got it. We got a plan here. Okay. Yeah. So again, to kind of recap, we want to do a reactivation project because we all agree uh, that now is the best time to start immediately on Mm -hmm. capturing your patients because, on average, we're missing about 250, 200 to 300 patients that we need to see, spots that we need to fill. Uh, And that, on average, uh, we have about 1,000 patients overdue over the last three years. And that if we send postcards for three months straight, that, on average, we'll get between 9 and 19%. So that's going to cover more than half to three quarters of our overdue. And then that's going to kind of help alleviate – so much of the 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 big issues and my argument is going to be that the patients that haven't been seen a little bit of time they're probably going to have more dentistry that needs to be done versus your really healthy patients that may have missed one visit because of covid so if you the farther back you go the more likely you are to overcome that by being able to do more dentistry on some of those patients
1: true and look i mean if we can solve half of the problem through reactivation now we're down to 50% and we can use some of the uh strategies we're going to talk about through the rest of this webinar yeah. series to kind of close the gap. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I think this is great, great and information. And
0: we will have long-lasting effects beyond just this two two month, you know, right now we're focused on the two months, mm-hmm. but the things that we do, the foundational parts of this, if we continue with them, we'll have long-lasting positive results absolutely. through this. Yes. Okay? Sandy, I want to thank you so much for joining us here on this Big Dip webinar. You've been a great friend and very kind to me over the years. And I want to thank you for volunteering your time. For people that want to get in touch with you, how can they get in touch with you?
3: Well, they can email me at sandy, S-A-N-D-Y, at classicpractice.com. Or I'm in the Facebook group. I have a Facebook group, Dental Gumbo, which I'll be posting these messages Right, and for those cards and sample cards, if they want to see them, there on dental gumbo. Yeah, wonderful,
0: absolutely, and uh, I would, uh, I can't wait to get down to Louisiana to have some gumbo and some etouffee and some shrimp po'boys and some king cake go.
1: and some other stuff like the, that. The, the Cafe Dumont. Oh
0: yeah. yeah, and then uh, there's the uh, the. Uh, Oh the God the law! Lo- oh my God, I just love eating down We're there. I love New Orleans. Listen, I think I should go down to uh, Louisiana for two months and just eat. Just, my wife
1: hates it. You know, it. don't think about anything but food. <laughs> yeah, not dentistry. Yeah, Sandy, it's hard
0: down here. Thank you so much, Sandy. We'll see you soon, and thank you so much for this project.
1: Thank you. Absolutely, I enjoyed it. Take care. Take care.
0: All right, everybody. Uh, listen, like I said, Sandy went into the details. And I want to emphasize a couple of things before I kind of ask Brett some questions uh, that he's been saving for us. And I want to emphasize that we've been in probably the best decade that most of us have ever experienced. Uh, For the last 10 years, our practices have grown. Um, We've been able to grow and do well. We haven't had to really uh, sharpen our pencils Uh, Not that people use those anymore, but (laughs) it ages me a little bit. But we've been able to do those things. And we've probably, at least I speak for myself, we've probably made reactivation and recall the least important thing that we do in our practices Yeah. because we've had such a good volume of new patients that it overcomes the backdoor. And what I wanted to mention and what I want to really stress on this is that doing this really will reinvigorate your team on this and will set a foundation to where we can continue this and continue to grow this and really kind of move things another growth because yeah. i believe that that our overall economy is going to face a dip okay mm-hmm. beyond this is this temporary dip that we're talking about and so I'm looking at fundamental things that we can do in our practice that don't involve significant marketing and don't involve so much of those, and on relying on our existing patient base. And I think something like this is so important for that. So um, yeah. on, along that line, Brett, you had mentioned briefly uh, in, in the last video this COVID comeback
1: special, yeah,
0: and I think you had done some work on that. So talk to us about uh, talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So we, uh, first off, I mean, I loved this interview with Sandy Pardue because uh, like many of you, we had kind of just stopped doing reactivation postcards. We, you know, we've automated our, our our reactivation with emails and text, and I had just, you know, thought nobody was doing postcards anymore. So hearing this and, and such a great idea to say, let's not do it every month. Let's just pick our two or three slowest months and hit everybody with this awesome postcard. Like what a great valuable uh, idea. And then to pick now as part of this, uh, dip to be the time to do it is great. So we actually earlier this week sent out a letter. We didn't, we're going to do postcards on October 1st, November 1st, but we started with a nice letter. We sent out to all of our past due patients, anyone who was past due up to three years, we sent a nice letter with a COVID comeback special of hundred dollars. And, um, <laughs> We had my front desk, uh, my scheduler and treatment coordinator haven't been too happy with me because they cannot keep up with the phone calls. Um, The one area I will warn you about is some of our active patients who had appointments scheduled for the two Ooh. weeks before the big dip, I've been calling to move their appointments <laughs> back. So be careful with that. Maybe don't start your, your process until the actual big dip starts, but it's been very successful for us. The letter, which is essentially just like a reactivation postcard. We're already starting to fill in the gap. So I'm starting to feel a little more positive about it. Again, it's being prepared, having a plan. We have several other layers we're going to be doing. We're going to talk about more of this stuff in the next webinar, a- including more marketing efforts, uh, email texting, like what Steven talked about with the texting with uh, connected to your online. Um, a couple other things I want to mention. Reactivation. This is a big thing right now, but this should be a big thing all year, every year. Um, you know, I wrote a, a paper even for dental economics called uh, attrition, finding the hidden Gold Mine in your practice, I think a year or two ago. It was a two-part series about how big of a problem this is for us uh, and how we're so focused on new patients and not the ones we're losing out the back door. And oftentimes all our new patients are doing is just refilling that funnel with these patients who are already patients of yours that you're just not really focused on keeping. Um, So reactivation um, and keeping them in your practice and preventing them from leaving this is something you don't hear about because marketing companies can't make any money off of it. So all you hear about is marketing, marketing, marketing. Unless
0: they're doing the reactivation. (laughs) Right. Unless they're dental intel,
1: you know, they do analytics and help you with the reactivation, but we didn't have that for a long time. So all you heard was from the marketing company. So it's important to start now, learn the lessons now, and then carry them on throughout the year. And the final point I want to make, you know, uh, I'm the founder and CEO of Dental HQ, as well as a practicing dentist. Dental HQ is an uh, in-house membership plan program platform. Uh, Having a membership plan through this with people who are going to be losing their jobs, losing their insurance or have lost their their jobs or maybe just have left your practice a year ago because they lost their insurance. Having a membership plan going into this reactivation cycle, whether or not you use us or have your own or or whatever, but having a membership plan to help uh, as a hook to, to kind of convince these patients to come in on top of maybe the COVID comeback special or another special, it's just going to be even more powerful to help you reactivate these patients. So consider a membership plan if you don't already have them as part of your recall process, understand, uh, and I'll pass it back to T-Bone yeah. here, that the next part of this webinar, we're going to be going more into marketing and, and talking with Roger Levin about operational stuff you can be doing to kind of uh, minimize this issue. But today, reactivation, Sandy Pardue, Dental Intel, a huge first step for everyone to start taking and then next week we'll finish it up.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I think the missing uh, thing that oftentimes people don't think about with membership plans is, is the same reason that loyalty programs work. Like I fly Delta Airlines, even if it requires a stop because I want the stupid status. You know, and so, when you have patients in your membership program, they're less likely to look elsewhere because they're already in a way prepaying for your services for your hygiene services for the year, so they're not likely to look somewhere else, so you're locking them up and that's right. that's kind of how rewards programs work yeah and, and it's the same concept and and I know you mentioned that you can do it on your own as someone who's thought about doing it on their own and tried to do it it's just there's a lot of moving parts to it yeah uh, and and for me. Uh, it didn't make sense to try to, it, it didn't work trying to do it on my own. And and now that we're with Dental HQ on that, that's working out quite well for us. Great. So here's what I hope. Okay. Uh, so let, let's talk about an action plan. I always like to close everything off uh, with an action plan. Number one, Friday, September the 11th, 2020 at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you'll come back and join me and Brett again, and we'll be talking with Roger Levin and some marketing techniques on how to uh, mitigate these. And, and, and these, remember, these are fundamental principles. They don't apply just to this. They apply to kind of an overall practice as well. So we want to see you back there. But... Uh, between now and then I want you to do some homework. I want you to count up how many patients you have on your schedule, how much of a gap that you have if you haven't already done so, and I want you to come up with three things that you're going to do. Yeah. You know, and and don't come up with them by Friday, let's get them implemented by Friday. Like number 1, let's say we're going to be calling 10 patients a day. You know, maybe we're going to be sending out, you know, Fifty postcards a day. Maybe you're going to outsource it to, to send them all out. Maybe you use a program like RevenueWell or Lighthouse. You know, I need a number of those, those different platforms to allow you to mass text or mass, mass email your, pay, your patient base. You, we need to do that, okay? Don't get caught up in overthinking this. Don't get caught up in, don't let the, the COVID special, don't, don't get caught up in trying to create that. Let's just send your patients a letter, or just send them a text saying, Hey, we miss you. We want you back. We got some openings in October, November, let's get it done. And if that doesn't work, maybe you need to add an incentive at that point in time. So I I want us to just get started. Don't overthink this because this problem, you know, I know I'm afraid I got to be honest with you. I'm afraid because so many of us have done well these last few months and we feel like it's the heydays again. And 50% of our revenue comes from the hygiene department in terms of what we do in our operative chair. Mm -hmm. And so if we're not seeing the hygiene patients, you're gonna have a decrease in your operative care. And, um, so we, we got to make it happen and, and we don't want to get to the point where we're laying off good people or fuller furloughing good people. And people like me and Brett will jump in and hire them because, <laughs> you know, we can see the future in terms of carrying the cost for a couple of months. So let's not get to that point. Okay. Let's get to, um, making it happen. So, yeah. uh, let's have between now and Friday to put together a plan yeah. to start actioning that plan and, and minimizing The the negative negative aspect of of the shutdown.
1: Yeah. The biggest solution for this problem lies in your practice management software with inactive or past due patients, and that's free to fix.
0: Yeah, it's just a little bit of effort. Yeah. And don't wait till the week before. Let's let's get started. Dedicate time now. Yes. Have a plan. Have a plan. So again, uh, before we cut off here, Friday, September the eleventh, at ten a.m. Eastern. Brett and I will be back probably in the same clothes. <laughs> I probably will not have shaved between now and then. I will. Uh, I will not have. Yeah. And, uh, and we'll have a good time and uh, have some fun, everybody. Uh, thank you for tuning in during your lunch break and have a great day. Thanks, everybody.